Welcome to this new life podcast. It is our desire that you learn all of the benefits of the abundant life that you have in Jesus Christ, so you can live your life to its fullest. Listen and be encouraged. I want to read this verse before I begin to share and preach. The Paul is praying in Ephesians chapter 1, and this is my prayer for you today as you're at home listening and here in the Philippines and anywhere in the world that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened, that you would know the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above a principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And put all things under his feet, and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Listen today, church, there's a truth that you and I must lay hold of and grasp hold of, of this Jesus, this wonderful Savior, what he's given to us, who he is in us, and how he wants to live through us, and how he wants us to stand and to declare and to pray in the midst of the challenges that we face right now the hindrances, the delays, the worries, the fears, whatever is coming to us, that we are not helpless, we are not hopeless, that there is a delegated power, a delegated authority, that our bodies, we are the redeemed of the Lord, we become living temples, we are partakers of a divine nature, and he's given us his name. And in this day and in this time and in this season, that he wants us to rise up and stand bold and strong. So I pray that today as I share my heart with you that you are encouraged and your faith is stirred and more than ever your hope comes alive and your joy begins to overflow. So Father, I thank you for as we've gathered together this day, online, all over the nation and the world, we thank you for the truth of your word, the empowering of your spirit, to cause these truths and principles of your word to come alive, awaken us to who we are and to who you are in us and with us and through us today. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Absolutely wonderful. I I was so close to thought, you know, let's just keep singing and worshiping. The first song, this, ah, wonderful, wonderful. Amen. You guys can go ahead. I want to begin with Proverbs 18, verse 10. In the Amplified, it says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it and is safe. And they are set on high, far above evil. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Now, you notice that's in Proverbs. That's in the Old Testament. And this last song that we sang, uh, You Are My Champion, 
giant's fall, I thought that was incredibly appropriate for where I want to begin. I want to begin in 1 Samuel chapter 17. I want to begin with a story we're all familiar with of David and Goliath. I'm sure most of us are aware of that story. And I don't want to take all morning with that because I have so many more things I want to go through. But it begins in 1 Samuel 17, verse 10, and David comes to visit his brothers that are at battle with uh, Saul and the armies of Israel. And when he's there, Goliath comes out and he begins to speak. Beginning in verse 10, and again the Philistine said, I defy the battle lines of Israel this day. Give me a man so that we may fight together. And it says, and when Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Words that came and brought dismay and great amounts of fear. And then the next, and then the verse says, the Philistine Goliath came out morning and evening and took his stand for 40 days. 40 days this has been going on, day and night. That's 80 times that this big giant has come out and been, and been declaring and threatening and demeaning and taunting and causing fear to grow and grow and grow and paralyze the armies of Israel. Listen, we've been listening to bad news and we've been locked down and locked up and been hindered and all kinds of news comes out from the virus and from the, the business sector where things are hindered and limited and shut down. And it's coming to us day and night and day and night. And if, you weren't, if we're not careful, then the words that we hear are going to begin to paralyze us and cause us to freeze into inactivity. Somebody needs to speak against these kind of words. Got a giant that's been talking day and night for 40 days. It goes on and says, as he was talking with him, behold, the champion, the Philistine of Gath named Goliath, coming up from the army of the Philistines, and he spoke these same words, and David heard them. Now, Goliath has been declaring these words for 40 days and 40 nights. David shows up, and this is the first time he's heard these words. And when he heard them, the men of Israel all saw the man. They fled away from him and were frightened. Words caused them to run in fear. Just words. And then David spoke to those who were standing by him and said, What shall be done to the man who kills this Philistine? And then he says this, and removes the disgrace and the taunting from Israel. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that has taunted and defied the armies of the living God? Now, David brings out something here. He's not trying to get personal, but he says, listen, he's uncircumcised, which means he has no covenant with God. So he makes a distinction. He has no covenant with God. These are the armies of the living God. He has no covenant. These are the armies of the living God. Something's wrong here. You have to have an answer for irritating and harassing words that are trying to freeze you and stifle you and cause you to back up and back off and shut up and sit down in fear. And then the Bible goes on to say, when the words that David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul and he sent for him. Listen, it's time for our words to be released and our prayers to be released to bring change and to be strength in the times and the days in which you and I stand. 
And David begins to tell Saul, he said, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, well, go, <laughs> and the Lord be with you. That David went to approach the Philistine. And he said this to him, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the armies of the God of Israel. Now, as David began to approach Goliath, Goliath, could, and I didn't write all this down, Goliath began to speak to me. He says, what am, I, what am I, a dog that you send out this little boy to fight with me? And you see, as David came out, Goliath began to speak directly to David before he was speaking to Saul and all the armies of Israel. Now when David comes out, he begins to speak directly to David. And you know what? The words had no power on David. When he spoke these words of intimidation and fear, this is, this is how David answered him. He said, you come to me with a sword and a spear and javelin. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Listen, this is Old Testament and David's strength is realizing I still come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted, and this day the Lord. Who does David put in his conversation? Who does David put in his words? And the Lord will hand you over to me, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. I will give the corpses of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the field, so that all the earth may know there is a God in Israel. David approached this giant. He approached this taunting with his words before his actions. Your words are always going to precede your actions. Goliath brought fear upon the army of Israel by his words, and he never did a single thing. By just what, he, what, what they heard and what they saw, it paralyzed them with fear. David restored faith into an army by his words and then by his actions. Now, how are you and I going to deal with the fears and the worries and the situations that are seem to be growing on a daily basis with us. What name do we declare in our situation? I shared last week in Romans 12, 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives unto death. And I want to encourage you again today. These are the days in which our testimonies are going to be written. But there needs to be a crying out, there needs to be a reaching out, there needs to be a pushing through, there needs to be a standing up without fear. If we're going to get the same results that we see in the New Testament and we can have the same exact results because that same Jesus, even though it's 2,000 years later, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he has not changed. And faith in him has not changed. Jesus said then, 2,000 years ago, if you can believe, all things are possible. So the object of our faith and the the abundance of our heart and the words of our mouth are going to have to be the same as these people here. And you know what? We're going to get the same results. Psalms 121 verse 1, it says, I will lift up my eyes into the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He, he who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither sleep nor slumber. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. He shall preserve you from all evil. 
He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall, the Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forever. Wow. How wonderful is that? As we talk about the name, the name and authority in the name, as we were singing today, uh, they had no idea I, I really wanted to share about the power of the name and what's in that name. And I want to share something very unique with some of you that maybe you just didn't recognize or haven't caught. But in Luke chapter 10, verse 17, this is in the Gospels. Jesus has not yet been to the cross. He's not yet shed his blood to wash away our sins. He has not yet risen from the, from the grave. Still alive. And he sends out the disciples to go out and share the goodness of who he is. After go out, they come back. It says, then the seven he returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. This is happening before the cross and before the resurrection. The name of Jesus had authority and power even before the cross. Even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing by any means shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Listen, anytime you look at people's last words, there's always going to be a great emphasis on the last things that people share before they leave or they depart. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. The last song that we sang was about this authority that's been given to us and the uniqueness, you must understand, in Matthew 28, which says, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. That is a delegated authority. Remember, Jesus, in, in John chapter 1, it says that he was in the beginning with God and was God. Jesus has always had authority and power and glory even before he ever came to the earth. But the authority that he has now is a delegated authority that's not for him. It's something that he can give to you and I. It's something that he can distribute to the church. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, I, I, I quoted this earlier. It says, therefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, of those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He's given him a name that is above everything. In Mark chapter 16, as Jesus is getting ready to depart, as he's getting ready to ascend, Mark 16, 15, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. 
we sang that. Everything I want to share, we sang. Signs and wonders, the releasing of that. There's a name given to the church. It's the name of Jesus. And in that name, they'll cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. If, if they take up serpents or if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Even in the book of James where it says, is anyone sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and then let them anoint him with oil and the, in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith will save, will heal, will restore the sick. We lay hands on people. We anoint them with oil, but it is that name. It is the name of Jesus because the Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That word saved doesn't just mean forgiveness of sins. It is an all-inclusive word that the name of the Lord brings wholeness. It brings the, the redemption and the regeneration and the renewing where your spirit comes alive. It brings a restoring to your soul and it brings healing and wholeness to your body. Jesus paid the price, spirit, soul, and body. And so the authority and the power invested in that name is to affect you and bring life, spirit, soul, and body. Now in the days in which we live, prayer, is an absolute necessity it's not an option it's a necessity and Jesus begins to teach us and show us the value of that even before he goes to the cross John chapter 14 verse 12 most assuredly I say to you he who believes in me the works that I do he will do also and greater works than these will he do because I go to my Father. How is that going to be accomplished? Because he leaves us his name and he is going to send us his Holy Spirit. So between the authority invested in the name of Jesus and the power and the working of his Spirit that infills our lives, he says, I'm giving you an ability above and beyond what you have in the natural. You have my name and you have my Spirit. That's how these things are going to be done. Whatever you ask the Father... In my name, I will do it. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Of course, understand that if you're going to ask, it needs to be according to his will. The Bible says in 1 John, if we ask anything according to his will, we know that he hears us. And if we know that we've been heard, then we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. If you ask anything in my name, in my name. John 16, 23, and in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly I say unto you, whatever you ask the Father in my name. There is a name that you and I need to be using every single day. There is a name that we need to be releasing from our mouth every single name, and that is the name of Jesus. There is a name that needs to confront the, the worries and the fears and the frustrations and the doubts and the uncertainties that are trying to trouble our mind. There is a name that needs to be released as we declare and as we pray to confront the worries or the concerns of our future. That is the name of Jesus. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you've asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you will receive that your joy may be full. There's nothing like answered prayer to bring joy in a person's life. 
I want to encourage you on a daily basis. You need to be taking the time, speaking of your husband, your wife, your sons, your daughters, your family, your household, your health, what's going on and troubling your head. You need to make sure that you are not allowing a giant to speak to you and bring fear and intimidation. You need to begin to declare and confront that thing that is hindering you and causing you to freeze up and causing you to back up. You need to speak to it and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, I come against you. Listen, you do not fight thought with thought. You fight thought with words. If you're being harassed, if you're being tormented, if, if, if fear is, is, is suffocating you, if there's a weightiness or a heaviness upon you, get out of your head, open up your mouth, and let the abundance of your heart come out and begin to declare the life, the healing, the strength, the provision, the joy, the peace, all that's yours in and through the person and the name of Jesus. If we want what they had, we're going to have to do the same thing they did. We're going to have to push through. We're going to have to stand up. We're going to have to cry out. And when other people tell us, oh, no, don't get too radical, you just never mind them. You know where your help comes from. It's in the name of the Lord. So you stand up, you reach out, you push through, you cry out, you persevere, but you know you must get a hold of who he is and allow that name to produce in your life. Matthew chapter 18, this is in the Amplified. Truly, I tell you, whatever you forbid and declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what's already forbidden in heaven. In other words, when we pray, we're not trying to persuade God to do something on our half. We get in agreement with what we know His will is. And since we know it's His will in heaven, we begin to pray with Him so that begins to manifest on earth. You want to see where revival is taking place. You want to see where change is taking place. It's because the body of Christ, the church who operates in authority and in that name begins to pray and to declare and heaven comes in and begins to touch earth. Whatever you forget and declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what's already forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit and declare proper and lawful on earth must be what's already permitted in heaven. Again, I tell you, if two, you, if two of you on earth agree, harmonize together, Make a symphony together. In other words, get an agreement. Get rid of the strife and the division. Come into agreement. Whatever, anything, everything. I like that. Whatever, anything, and everything. Whatever, anything, everything they ask, it will come to pass and be done for them by my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered, drawn together as followers in my name, I'm right there in the midst of them. Why is he in the midst of those coming together in agreement? To bring to pass what they have been praying and what they've been declaring. Even in the Lord's Prayer, when Jesus was teaching, teaching the disciples how to pray, he wasn't really teaching them a prayer to recite, but how to pray. Number one, he said in Matthew 6, when you go into your room, shut the door, pray to your Father. Who are we talking to? I'm talking to a Father. I'm talking to my Father who loves me with a perfect love. And he who sees you in secret will reward you openly. It's not a multitude of words that you're trying to spit out, but in sincerity and genuineness, you're letting your heart be made known unto God. He says, pray in this manner. Our Father, which is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. 
through the knowledge of the word that we teach and preach all the time. And so you know how to declare and how to pray. Father, this is your will. I'm in agreement with your will for my life. And your will for my life is that I not lack. Your will for my life is that I, is that I not be tormented with fear because uh, fear is not from God. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Your will for me is that I walk in peace. Your will for me is that I walk with a purpose. Your will for me is that I fulfill a destiny. Your will for me is wholeness. That's what Jesus went to the cross and rose from the grave for, to bring me and make me whole. Your will for me is to be a living testimony and a witness of your goodness in life. And I believe that I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. That's your will for me. For me, my house, my family, my sons, my daughter, and my business. But you can't sit back and just, just think on it. You're going to have to stand up and begin to declare it and begin to pray it. Acts chapter 3. Jesus has already ascended on high. He's gone. Peter and John are going to the temple. It's the hour of prayer. They see a crippled man outside the temple. Peter tells them, look on us. When you tell somebody to look on you, that means you're allowing them to expect something from you. Listen, the church has to awaken and allow the world to expect something from us. We have something the world needs. Too many times you can look away and we, we want to disconnect from people because we're, we're concerned or afraid that if they look on us, they're going to expect something from us and we don't know if we have what they need or not. Listen, we have what the world needs. We have a life. We have a joy. We have a peace. We have a Savior and His name is Jesus. And we are not weak and we are not powerless. We've been empowered by the Word of God and by the Spirit of God and we have the name of His Son that is above every name. We use it when we speak, and we most certainly use it when we pray. When Jesus said, all power in heaven and earth has been given unto me, where was that power, where was it delegated into that name? Jesus said, use it when you pray. Use it when you declare. Use it when you deal with a devil. But use it. So Peter and John look at the crippled man. Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, I'm going to give you. What I do have, I'm going to give you. We have something today. And he said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and he lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood... <laughs> and walked and entered the temple with him, walking, leaping, and praising God. Later on, Peter is surrounded by people, and he's looking at us. He says, why, why, why is everybody looking at us as by our own power, our own holiness? This has come to pass in this man's life when they're in the temple. And Peter said this, Acts 3.16, It is his name and faith in his name, that has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. It's, it's the name and it's faith in the name. Because of this, Peter and John were arrested. Religious leaders didn't like what they were doing. They arrested them and brought them before them, basically put them on trial. The first trial we see here in the book of Acts as they're brought before the religious leaders. And Peter, in all boldness, 
answers and said this, says this to them. If we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, and by what means he has been made well. Now, I didn't write all of Acts chapter 4 here, but before this, when the religious leaders are questioning them, they said, by what power or what name have you done this? Because they realize it takes power to cause a crippled man who's been crippled from birth. How does a crippled man from birth, who, who knows if he's uh, in his 20s or 30s, but not only is he instantly healed, but he's instantly leaping and jumping and walking and praising God. It takes power to do something like that. They recognize it and they want to know, what's the source of the ability that brought this to pass? Peter's answer, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him, see it's the name and it's by him. Understand this today, 2,000 years later, in the Philippines, anywhere in the world, that name represents him. And the same thing him did 2,000 years ago, the name is accomplishing today in people's life by him. Peter did not bring a differentiation between him and the name because it's not the name of somebody in history that is dead and gone. It's the name of the one who's seated at the right hand of the Father who ever lives to make intercession for us. He is alive and that's why we are his witnesses that he is alive and the name is doing the same thing today. By him this man stands before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It goes on in Acts chapter 4, verse 17. The religious leader said, So that it spreads no further among the people, let us severely threaten them so that from now on they speak no more in his name. And being let go, they went to their own companions. You need to have your own companions. Another translation said they went to their own company. Thank God for the body of Christ. Thank God we have our own company. And they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and the elders said. So when they heard that, they raised their voices to God. This goes to the first song we sing. They raised their voices to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God, who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David had said, why the nations rage and the people plot vain things. The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, and the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness we may speak your 
word. We cannot allow threats to take away our boldness. I begin with David and Goliath. The threat of a giant removed the boldness of an entire army until one young man showed up with different words, and his words fought against the threat. Look at their threats. Grant to your servants that with all boldness we may speak your word. By stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. I want to encourage you at home. Maybe you need to stand up, you need to rise up, and you need to get some fight back on the inside of you. Maybe you need to walk around your house and you need to confront the fear or the anxiety or the heaviness or the worries concerning your health, concerning, oh, I, I, I don't want us to get COVID. I don't want anybody to get COVID. I don't want anybody to get the virus. I'm going to do everything that I can to stay healthy and whole, but I'm not going to live in fear. I'm not going to live in torment. I'm not going to allow that fear and that torment to fill my house. I'm not going to let the worries and concerns, oh, my, my life is going to be over. Uh, my, my kids, what about my children? What about my business? What about my future? What am I going to do? You're going to have to get away from the torments and the fears and the uncertainty, and you're going to have to stand up, and you're going to have to begin to pray, and you're going to have to begin to declare in the name of Jesus, and you must confront that fear. You must confront those thoughts. You must confront those uncertainties. You cannot sit back. You cannot stand down. You must stand up. You must speak out in the name of Jesus and deal with the things that are warring against your head. Deal with the things that are threatening your body. Deal with the things that are threatening your family and your home and your children and declare, not in my house, not in my home, not in my marriage, not in my business. I come against you in the name of Jesus. There's a boldness that must rise up in the church. Amen. Maybe God needs to fill you with the freshness of his spirit. Maybe he needs to shake your house, but I believe that he will. Acts chapter 8, verse 5. It says, Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. There was a certain man called Simon who had previously practiced sorcery in the city. And he had astonished the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great. And to whom they all gave heed from the least unto the greatest. This man is the great power of God. And they heeded him because he had astonished them with sorceries for a long time. Phoniness, nothing genuine, not of God, demonic. But when? But when they believed Philip, as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God, and the name of Jesus. When the real and the genuine shows up, the phony and the fake is revealed. 
But when they believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus, both men and women were baptized. And then this Simon also believed. And he was baptized and continued with Philip and was amazed seeing the miracles and the signs which were done. What did Philip preach? The things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus. We cannot get away from this kingdom that we belong to. We belong to a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Romans chapter 10, verse 8. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I want to speak to you in your homes today that whatever you're dealing with, whatever hesitation or worry or fear or concern for physical health, concern for financial stability, concern for your children, whatever it is that's harassing you, you cannot allow fear to come in and taunt or cause you to draw back or be dismayed. There is a name that's been given you. There is a name that is above every, na above every name. And Jesus in John, again, was encouraging you, listen, take the time to pray. Whatever you ask the Father in my name. What have you been asking? What have you been declaring? What have you been proclaiming over yourself, your home, your family, your business? It's time. It's time to not draw back. One young man came in and he had different words. Step into your home. Step up from your, for your home. Don't allow the busyness or the activity of what's going on in your life to, to stop you from taking time in prayer. Going to your heavenly Father and using the name. The name that demons are subject to. The name that brings wholeness. The name that there is forgiveness and mercy and grace it says for whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved there's wholeness there John chapter 1 verse 12 it says as many as received him to them he gave the right to be called to become the children of God to those who believe in his name remember what Peter said it is the name and faith in the name. When Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, that's delegated authority. That's delegated power. Who did he give it to? He gave it to the church. That the fullness of him who fills all in all would be manifest and demonstrated through the church. You and I are part of that body. We are part of the body of Christ. We've not been left helpless We've not been left hopeless. We've not been left powerless. He's given us his name, delegated authority. It is the blood that has washed and cleansed us and positioned us, 
given us the ability to come boldly into this throne of grace and mercy. And as we stand before this throne, I am talking to my Father. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. He'll do it for you. The book of James says, you have not because you ask not. Or you ask wrongly, you ask amiss. Allow the Word of God to come alive in your heart. Look at the promises that you have heard over the years. Take some time. Go before your Father. Enter into that place and what you ask secretly, He will reward you openly. What is the reward? It's the answer to your prayer. Pray on behalf of your marriage. Stand on behalf of your children. Pray over your businesses. But do not allow worry and fear and a heaviness to become normal in your life. Yeah, the giant or the problem may not exactly disappear, but he has no ability to torment you anymore. Yeah, the concerns about the virus and and the virus, maybe the virus and all the news is not going to disappear. You're going to pray and, and the virus and the news may not change. But its effect upon your heart and its effect upon your mind will change. The more aware you become of the promises of his word, he himself carried my sicknesses and and diseases. The chastisement of my peace was upon him, and by his stripes I am healed, I am whole. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. He forgives all my sins, and he heals all my diseases. Allow the fullness of God's word that's alive in your heart to begin to come out of your mouth. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. And those who live it, those who love it, will eat the fruit thereof. Let life come out. Let wholeness come out. Let peace come out. Speak to the harassing things. Speak to the limitations, the boundaries, the barriers, the things that have come against you. You have a name. The Bible says, if our heart condemn us not, we have confidence before God. What, what gives my heart that confidence? Knowing that I'm washed by the blood of the Lamb. He's removed my guilt, shame, and condemnation. His mercies are new and fresh every single day. Great is His faithfulness. So as a child, I come before my Father without hesitation and say, Dad, this is your will. This is your plan and your purpose for me. I I see it here. So I'm calling on the will of heaven to come and invade my portion of the earth. What's dear to me, those that I love, my family, my home, my friends, my church, the city that I'm I'm in, praying for our nation. There is a name. And it's time for the church to come together and realize In the times of darkness, we're called to rise. In times of darkness, we're called to shine. And there is no name greater than the name of Jesus. We need to allow the fullness of what's in our heart to be fresh upon our lips. The name. That at the name of Jesus, everything 
everything. And heaven and earth and beneath the earth must bow. Like I said in Luke chapter 10 where Jesus said, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. Serpents, scorpions, all the power of the enemy. But nothing by any means shall harm you. He said, look, I'm with you. I'm with you until the end of time. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. You're mine. You've been bought with a price. You're living, moving temples of the Holy Ghost. Purchased possession. Washed by the blood of the Lamb. Filled by the Spirit of God. And given an authority and a power in the name of Jesus. We're called to be overcomers and winners in life. We go through battles. We go through trials. But we stand with courage and confidence and boldness and peace. And we declare that name in our homes, in our families, and in any area that God leads you to pray. Father, I thank you for those that are watching today. Let a stirring come in their hearts. We reject this apathetic attitude. We reject these feelings of anxiety. We will be anxious for nothing, but in everything, through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, we let our requests be made known unto God in the name of Jesus. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. You are our Prince of Peace. And you said, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon me. So we declare today, in the name of Jesus, that this sickness and disease will not reap destruction in our family. This fear will not dominate our, our heads or our hearts or our homes. There will be no torment. There will be no loss of vision or purpose for our family, our sons and our daughters, and, and, and whatever, their, whatever area of schooling they may be in. We will come through this. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because you are with me. I'm not alone. I'm washed and cleansed and forgiven. I belong to you. I'm filled with your spirit and I have your name. Jesus, I thank you for empowering every home in your name. Every father and mother, every son and daughter, every man and woman, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that God's powerful word can bring a change in your situation and transform your life. So we encourage you to share this message to your family and friends so they too can know of the new life that God has for them. If you prayed to receive Jesus for the first time or was simply blessed by this message, we invite you to connect with us. Follow us on Facebook at newlife.ph, Instagram at newlife underscore ph, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, New Life Media PH. You can also email us at connect at newlife.ph. We will be so glad to hear from you. To support the ministry, please visit newlife.ph slash alabang slash give. Your generosity is greatly appreciated. God bless you.